0: This is Betahouse.life, the podcast that empowers you to live in beta.
1: Waiting for the perfect is often the enemy of the good or even the great. So
0: listen in, get inspired, and let these curated stories encourage you to take your next step. I'm Elizabeth.
1: I'm Benjamin. Welcome Welcome to to Betahouse.life.
0: I met Lisa and got to know her pretty quickly. Her background is in incredible. Being able to spend 15 years in news and to get to grow the rate at which she did is unheard of in the news industry. You know, she was jumping markets super fast, showing that she knew what she was doing. And I mean, she shows this beautiful determination in the fact that even just knowing what she wanted to do, like being able to say, this is my goal. I am laser focused. I'm going to get to this goal. And it shows when you hear her story. We've gotten to work together in the studio some. Uh, Our businesses line up so well in the fact that we complement each other rather than competing with each other. So it's just an easy, natural partnership back and forth what we're doing. And I'm like super excited that we get to partner with her business. And I'm gonna let her tell her business, no spoilers yet, so you have to listen in to hear what that is, but it is a super cool idea and it focuses so well with what her background is in getting to be in TV news. I am so happy that we are starting a new chapter this week after our focus and flexibility. Today we get to go into a whole new thing and I've got Lisa Rimmelard here with me to Hi. get to tell her story. I'm excited. Yeah. So in the focus and flexibility, we talked a lot about how you've got to choose when to hold your guns and stay where you are and when it's time to change. And a lot of that, I brought up how most changes in life are more like lane changes rather than hard turns Mm -hmm. but there comes a point where you have to know when to make the hard turn yes and we've had a hard turn you know starting our business moving here but lisa's got a great story about her hard turn and so i wanted her to come in and get to share that with us and just it's a great story they've started a new business Yes. she and her partner and i'll let her give that a little bit more later so there's your teaser
2: yes So go ahead. What did you used to do? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And you know I love you guys. And (laughs) what you guys are doing here is awesome. So for 15 years, I anchored the news Mm -hmm. all across the country. I um, knew when I was four years old that I wanted to be a reporter on television. I told my mom. When I was four, I want to be a reporter on TV, and I spent my entire childhood, young adult life making that Mm -hmm. happen for myself. Um, My very first job was in Tallahassee, Florida. I grew up in L.A., so, like, (laughs) that was a hard – talk about a hard turn. So I grew up in L.A. My very first job was in Tallahassee, Florida, which Uh is a really teeny little market. Um, And within a year and a half or so, I got picked up by an agent, and I moved from that small market. I made a kind of unprecedented jump Mm -hmm. to market 12. So from market 110 to Mm -hmm. market 12. Okay. So just for those not
0: in news, real quick. Yes. So what what is the scale for market? So
2: this is how I explain it to people. Every Mm -hmm. single city in the country is ranked based on a number and population size. So New York's number one, Mm -hmm. L.A. is number two, Chicago is number three, and then it goes down the road. So Mm -hmm. I started in market 110. So that tells you. How does it go? I think it's in the 200s. Okay, at this I'm just point. curious. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. so market 110 is still very yeah. small, very small. Um, and so then I, I made that jump to market 12 mm-hmm. and kind of really expanded my career at that point. Um, and then went from there to Vegas, which then I became an anchor, a main anchor. Uh-huh. And then came from there to San Diego. So there was a long journey there, and it was mm-hmm. something that I had always wanted to do. Um, but I think what people don't understand about the news business and, and it's very different from the way it was when I first started, Mm -hmm. um, talk about another hard term, Uh, the way that news is gathered and distributed now is completely different than the way it was when I started. But, um, I, when I started and made all of those transitions into every single market, I really, um, it always took something from Mm -hmm. me. News, people don't understand. It. Like, they think, oh, you're on television. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> and, like, what people don't see is um, the other side mm-hmm. of it, which is the grind out side, the hard side, the go to bed at 6 o'clock at night, wake up at 1 in the morning mm-hmm. side. You know, when I was in Tampa, I was a reporter, a mm-hmm. field reporter. So I would go to every murder scene. I would go to every car accident. Yeah. And, and this was at like, you know, two in the morning mm-hmm. by myself with my photographer. And thank goodness I had lots of great people mm-hmm. around me at the time. Um, but there's a downside to it. Then when you become an anchor, there's another downside to it, which is, um, I always say, anchoring the news is like You take in the world's problems, Mm -hmm. everything that's happening in the world, you ingest it in a raw form, Mm -hmm. unfiltered and raw, and then you have to process it and regurgitate it clear and concise Mm -hmm. in like 30 seconds. But all of that raw lives with you and it stays with you. So you have that on a daily basis and then you have... You know, the interaction with other people that are going through the worst day of their life, that you have to sit there and because you're a human being, Mm -hmm. you kind of empathize with them and you, you know, have to talk them through. You become a a therapist, you know, too. So you ingest all of that. And then on top of it, you're, you know, waking up at that horrible hour and it's doing stuff to your body. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you're sacrificing your family, you're sacrificing your life, you're sacrificing your time, you miss every single holiday, you work, Christmas, Easter, I mean, any holiday, you're working. There's yep. no off days. So, and of course, you sign up for it. Mm-hmm. You sign up for it because you love it, you love the craft, you love journalism, and that's why I continued to do it for so many years. So, so
0: how many years total were you in, beginning to end?
2: Uh, I was in... I, I always say like a prison sentence. I was in. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was in. I was in for fifteen years okay. straight. Um and I I don't think I'll ever be completely out. Right. But I'm out of the local news grind. Right. Um for now. The mm-hmm. local news grind is something that um is really difficult to maintain. Mm-hmm. Unless you have no family at all, mm-hmm. and then it's fine, and you can maintain that lifestyle, but it's it's really difficult to maintain it for a long mm-hmm. period of time.
0: So. so you were in for 15 years. In for 15 so years. Now, most of that journey, it seems like it was just a natural stepping stone, natural progression. You know, yeah. it wasn't like you were leaving news. You were doing something
2: different. It was just the right. next step. Right. That's how it works. Right. So in the news business, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of move your way up Um, based on what your end goal is. Mm -hmm. So my end goal was always to come home. My family, like I said, was in L.A. And so San Diego was kind of the closest to, because everybody moved to Orange County. So San Diego was really the closest to that. And Mm so me coming to San Diego and getting this main anchor job in San Diego um, was like my dream realized, Uh, Yeah. right? But I was 36 years old. And so what happens when you're 36 years old and you're Mm like, um, my entire career goal I made? Yeah.
1: So what do you do once you've reached what you set out as your end goal? I mean, anymore today, you can't just hang out there for another 30 years plus, you know, it seems like in our culture today, those days have passed.
0: I don't know, I think sometimes people still have them in their head. Mm -hmm. You know, like they have set this goal of, once I reach this many subscribers, once I reach this level of income, once I reach this, whatever that nebulous goal is that you set out in front of you, then I will have arrived, and I will be able to coast. You know, yeah. and they like see their house on the coast. You know, mm-hmm. the beach that whatever that they're able to sit and relax and their little empire and the world is good. Yeah. Um. But most of the time, once you arrive at that goal, it doesn't look like what you've built it up in your head to be.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and Lisa had been chasing after this since she was four years old. Yeah. You know, I mean that that's your life dream, and she achieved it, and that's awesome. But there's still so much time. And so, a lot of people, when you're in that process, you're gonna set more goals. But there are some people that don't. They just set an end goal and they just race towards it. Mm -hmm. And they haven't planned for what might come next.
0: And and it's beautiful to have that laser focus at that goal. And I think that that is wonderful because that really does help you achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't thought through what's next, especially when you see that goal in reach. You see it on the horizon. It's Mm -hmm. not just that it's an abstract idea then you can find yourself lost right? very quickly. And knowing that that coasting may be nice for a month or two, but if you're a driven person, mm-hmm. it's going to get old really quick. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Once the donkey gets the carrot, yeah. <laughs> the carrot's gone. Yeah. What do you do next? You're hungry. And you're hungry, exactly. And you got to let that hunger drive you and help you set some new goals, do some new things. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that Lisa and Michelle both, mm-hmm. uh, they saw that coming.
2: You know, I had been offered, by that time I had been offered, you know, Fox News and, and CNN and mm-hmm. everybody, like main correspondents for these big networks yeah. and I always turned them down because I wanted to come home. I knew that uh-huh. was my end goal, but at 36, Then I made my end goal. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure I can't retire at 36, even though I'd love to. So now what's next? Yeah. And so
0: what was that moment like when you kind of realized that, Um, that you had reached the pinnacle, there was nowhere
2: else to go? Yeah. Talk about a hard turn, right? So like you've grown up, lots of us in news have either grown up with it or you know, by our twenties we're in and you become like indoctrinated into news. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's a club, it's a it's a group, it's something that you cannot separate yourself from. There's kind of an inherent competitiveness in news where you feel like if you're not in and you're out, you're an outsider. Mm -hmm. So you always want to be in. Right. And you always want to be in the action. Like that's what we do. And so to go against my grain that I've been doing since I was four years old mm-hmm. was a really tough decision. But I knew that I was at the end of my contract here in San Diego. And I knew that I couldn't keep waking up at 1.30 in the morning. I knew that it was taking a severe toll on my health. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had, um, and I fully believe it was from the job, mm-hmm. I had thyroid cancer which I had um, my entire thyroid removed. Mm -hmm. I went to a full surgery, and then I was back at work in two weeks. yeah. Because of the inherent grind that you have in you to be Mm -hmm. in news. Like, I should have taken two months off, but I didn't because of the will and desire to be there. So health-wise, family-wise, time-wise, personally— It came to the point where I was like, I just can't do it anymore. But it was still hard to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, not just in news, but in life, mm-hmm. it's hard to make a, that choice, especially if you've worked so hard and sacrificed so hard for something, mm-hmm. and then to give it up yeah. is hard. And you know, I I made the decision. They wanted me to stay, and you know, it was one. It, it was a tug of war in in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I ultimately decided I, I wanted to just see what life would be like on the outside. Speaking of <laughs> getting out, <laughs> getting out, getting out of the cell, you know, like I wanted to see what life would be like. And so I did it and I made the hard turn and like, oh, I struggled with it for a I struggled mm-hmm. with it for a very long time. Right. Because, you know, when the, the latest you know, political scandal hits or yeah. the newest whatever hits, you're like, I need to be in this newsroom right now. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be there. Yeah. Um, and then to be without it is a is a very outside now I understand the outsider mentality mm-hmm. from inside the news. So um so yeah, that's why I made the turn and it was yeah. not easy. So and
0: let's go into now to what that turn was. Okay. Because I'm gonna little give a little non spoiler preview here. Tell me. In that You made a turn but you didn't get out of the car you were in. Correct. Okay, if that if that's yeah. a way to explain it. That's exactly. Using our car mentality of changing lanes yes. and turning. Yes,
2: so, yes. So well, explain what that is now. Okay, so now um, I was so thankful to meet my business partner, mm-hmm. Nichelle Medina, who I knew through the news. Mm-hmm. She was We were actually direct competitors <laughs> in the morning. So her show and my show were on the air at the exact same time but we became very good friends yeah. because we could understand each other and mm-hmm. she had the same issues i had and we were nearing the same point in our career where we had achieved the goal and achieved the dream mm-hmm. and now it was time to do something else mm-hmm. so i met her and we talked about it and we talked about it talking about staying in the car mm-hmm. we always say in news like just do what you know right and if you don't know it find somebody that knows it, and then let that person help you or hire that person, right? Totally. So (laughs) so what we know is video, storytelling, writing. Mm -hmm. That's what we know. We know how to sell something in 30 seconds. We actually know how to sell something in five seconds. So that's what we knew. And we knew that we had both achieve the highest levels in the business Mm -hmm. that we are currently in. So why not utilize the name recognition Mm -hmm. and utilize the skill set and create what is today Blonde Raven Strategies? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a company that helps your business tell your story um, in an interesting way, clear and concise. Mm -hmm. We get you through it if you need to shoot a video about your uh, your business on a phone Or if you want a full production, we can help you with that, too. So that's the spoiler. (laughs) There you go. So not It's a great idea. It really is. Well, I think that, you know, nowadays, everybody has a phone. Mm -hmm. And I always say, just because you have a phone doesn't mean you know how to use it right. (laughs) Right? So speaking of the car, or Mm -hmm. also if if you prefer, just because you can drive a car doesn't make you a NASCAR driver. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to want to... Put your business Mm -hmm. in the Indy 500. You need to have a coach to help you, coach you to drive the Indy 500. And that's the Internet these days, the Indy 500. It's a Mm. super highway of crazy town (laughs) where, like, a million people are on. And how do you win that race? Oh, yeah. You win that race with people who understand how to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love what you guys do here Mm -hmm. at Beta House Um, and what we do. We know how to sell something mm-hmm. immediately, quickly, right now. And we like to trans- yeah. translate that to business owners.
0: Well, yeah, because a lot of people, they're not... They're, as you said, be an expert in what you know. Mm-hmm. Their expertise is what they are doing. They're either a great real estate agent. They're a great hairdresser. They're a great accountant. You mm-hmm. know, go through a couple of absolutely. They're not going to be, like, ultra knowledgeable in how to run a soundboard. Right. Or even naturally... Okay, I'm pointing a camera at my phone at my face. Right. I need to know to look at the camera up above it, not, not at my face talking right. to me.
2: Absolutely. Those little things. Just little yeah. things, and I and I don't see a problem with asking for help. No. Right. Like it's that's actually the smartest the smartest thing you can do. Yeah. The smartest thing you can do as a business owner is ask for the help in an area where you're not familiar, especially. Mm-hmm. When it comes to online videos.
0: Well, and being smart with your time, mm-hmm. you know, being ruthless with your time. There are so many how-to videos out there. I know. And you could spend 10 hours researching on that. You'll get 10 hours of different, different opinions yep. that suddenly have you more confused than when you started. Absolutely. And so now I, instead of creating a video, I now have another barrier to creating my video because right. now I have all of these decisions I feel like I have to make before I right. even hit record. And so rather than going through that and wasting all of that time, you know, one hour at your, you know, your one-on-one workshops, uh, or not one hour, it's a day. It's a full day, but still. But still, still, it's like using your
2: time wisely. Well, and I also think, you know, why not, so Nichelle, my partner and I, Mm -hmm. both, Nichelle spent 24 years on the news, (laughs) right? And I was 15 years in, and I'm still sort of in. Mm -hmm. So why not? Utilize the skill set from the yeah. experts. So, look, you know this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that masquerade as experts, but they don't oh. have. But they don't have the actual expertise. Oh, yeah. They might have the on-the-street training mm-hmm. or you know daily grind yeah. type stuff. But Nichelle and I, this is our training. Mm-hmm. We, I have a master's degree in it. Like I spent 15 years on television every yeah. single day. Um, and so, why not utilize an actual expert? Yeah, that's what and that's what we we because whenever in journalism you need an answer to a question, I don't go to just anybody on the internet. I I research and find out who the best is, and that's where I go. Right. So I would hope that business owners would do the exact same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. Yeah, and, uh, part of building your team with. Uh, that. Oh yeah, you know, don't become the expert.
2: Where you shouldn't be the
0: expert. Yeah. So. Let
2: let people help yeah. you. Why not? And and what we like to, we would like to pride ourselves on at Blonde Raven is, you know, we give you the tools mm-hmm. because quite frankly, you can't afford us all the time. <laughs> with, nobody can right. though, right? Because here's the thing is that every, um, everybody needs to be pumping out content. You know this. Yeah, Pumping out content all the time. It's a constant beast that needs to be fed mm-hmm. and you don't have nobody unless you're, Multi-multi-millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody has the financial means to hire professionals every time. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do. We train you to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And when it comes time, and we teach you when it's appropriate to hire a crew versus when you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's all based on our years and years in television.
0: And we're totally in a DIY world now absolutely you know like it's so much easier than
2: it used to be right so when I got into television none of this was possible right
0: you showed me the picture yeah (laughs) Yeah, where it's like what used to be a full room setup is in a box
2: now (laughs) I mean look at when when I started in tv none of this was possible when I started in television Mm -hmm. um I was a one-man band in Tallahassee, Florida, meaning <laughs> I had to do everything myself. I found the story, I wrote the story, I shot the story, I edited the story, I interviewed the subject, mm-hmm. and then I presented it on, on air. <laughs> so I walked around back in the day with a fifty-pound camera oh gosh, that was yeah. three-quarter-inch tape. <laughs> the tape was like it was like a video cassette tape that was this big, yeah, three-quarter-inch tape, and then I had a tripod that was also fifty pounds. Oh gosh. So I'm carrying this around downtown Tallahassee, capital of Florida, like interviewing the governor, (laughs) like a crazy person with 100 pounds worth of stuff myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happens now and what's available now Mm -hmm. is an incredible tool, as long as you know how to use it right. Right. You know, buying all this stuff and spending all this money, but then not having the training to use it right is just a a disservice.
0: Well, and there's because it has been so democratized for being able to do video creation you need to be able to stand out your yeah. quality stands out it's not Always. you know yeah a Chewbacca mom video is going to go viral for one video right but have does anybody still follow her I'm, I, you I don't, don't even know yeah but, but you know, I do remember the video yeah. <laughs> So that's the difference between just one viral video versus be
2: able to create evergreen content mm-hmm. that will stand out and be there right well and you want that content to represent your brand yeah. and represent your business. So if you're if you have a brick and mortar place, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want that place to be messy. You would never stand for the floor to be dirty no. or crap to be on the countertop. You would never stand for that. Mm-hmm. So why would you want your content that is out there with your face on it or uh-huh. even your business yeah. to look that way? It doesn't it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me when there's so many things available. Uh-huh. And I'm not just saying us even though we're the best. But 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 there is so much available to to arm yourself with. You have to just make sure you're going to the right source.
0: After this great conversation, a couple of points to kind of think up, to wrap it up in a nice little bow, and a nice little box to uh, package all your thoughts here. How are you best representing your brand to the content you're putting out? Now, there's a couple of ways to think about this. And one of them, I love this giant thought and the first and that is stay consistent and that in itself could be a whole podcast i mean everything that could be unpackaged in the phrase stay consistent so if you can think about that what might fall under that yes that means that is part of it right the only thing where stay consistent isn't applied is do not post the same thing on all your social media stuff <laughs> it should not be exact content everywhere nope, that no. is it but That is like the only thing as i was writing this like i could think of that would be the exception and exceptions prove the rule so there you go that is your rule stay consistent consistent. you can think of a definition for that term yes that is the answer for that Mm -hmm. one the next one is to be authentic in what you are putting out there be true to who you are Mm -hmm. you know look at what lisa and nischelle are doing It is authentic to who they are Oh, absolutely they're not trying to teach pottery classes here (laughs) no you know and i mean maybe that is a great hobby of theirs i don't know but it's not outside of what they know and who they are Mm -hmm. and where they are comfortable right you know not that we shouldn't have stretch goals but they're authentic to who that is you also need to present yourself across your social media in an authentic manner Mm -hmm. you know good days bad days happen How you present yourself through those matters a lot in building a community. So stay consistent, be authentic. Those are like the biggest things you can think about as you're moving forward. I would love to know how you are shaping your ideas right now too. So um, you can find us on social media and all of that and shout all of that out. Like we're easy to find, trust me.
1: (laughs) Well, and the good thing too, is if if anybody's having a hard time trying to pat, you know, lay that path out for themselves, you and I also are really good at content creation. Yeah. And we can be a help for them, too.
0: Yeah. So we are here, so you can reach out for that, yeah. for consulting and that kind of thing. Uh,
1: we'll let Lisa get into her shout-outs and that yeah. sort of thing, too, here. So uh, let's pass it back over to her.
0: So uh, as we're drawing to our end now, yes. I've got to be respectful of your time. Yes. Um, we're going to go ahead and do our selfie. Oh, yes. okay. Quick. I'll get that up real quick Let here. me just
2: let me just fluff. Ju- ju- hair. Fluff, fluff the hair. Shush yeah. ju- the hair. <laughs> yes. You know... Elizabeth, I do not allow bad pictures of me to be forced on the well, internet. Well, you'll get to see it. I just here want right, to know. I take it, so. Let me tell you something. I've successfully taken down every bad picture of me <laughs> from Tallahassee. Because <laughs> it used to be really bad. There, yeah. Oh crap, my camera's on the wrong side. There we there go. There you
0: are. Is that getting close? Look good. No, I've got to get my right hand here. One, two, three. Yay, got there it. Go. Yay. Okay, we'll put that up here in a minute. Ben's not in here. Normally, he starts doing the tags while I talk, so it'll be a few moments. <laughs> Where he, is Ben? We need help. He's door working hard. Okay. So he's he's being good. Okay. Uh, but that'll be up here in a minute, so if you're following us on Instagram, we are at Beta House Studio. Yay. You will know that we were in recording today, and I will have all of your beautiful links down there. Yes. Now, because of what time this is going to go live, it's going to actually be
2: after your next event. Okay. So if you, do you have the May date yet? Um, I think we're going to do another event May nineteenth. Okay. It's a Sunday here in, in Carlsbad. Okay. California. Um, and it is a great event. It's going to be um, a whole year. Of, you're going to learn a whole year of content. Yeah. In like one day, Woo-hoo. Yeah, so we're gonna help you, <laughs> yeah, tailored to your business, deal with um one uh, a whole year of content, and I'll
0: have the links
2: yeah. to that Great. down Thank in the description
0: you. and everything, so that if you're
2: curious about that, you can go follow that there and yeah. just
0: click and find them. Yeah, we're
2: really we we tr- we make it very easy to find <laughs> us. So we're like everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. I mean, besides our own personal accounts, we yeah. have Blonde Raven Strategies all over, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: that is it for today. I have thank you for having
2: me. Love you so much, and I'm sure you've
0: enjoyed watching this too. So make sure that you like, share, and subscribe down there as well. If you're a podcast listener, make sure to give us a great review and rating down there as well. And we will see you in the next video or podcast.